What do you do when you realize that you're a woman trapped in a man's body? What do you do when you realize the man you married is a woman? In this series, we reflect on our past to discuss how we got here and explore where we can go from this point moving forward. Hi, welcome to The Rage. My name is Jennifer Termini. And I'm Calista Termini. Today we're going to be talking about another surgery that Calista wants to have. Yet again, this one is a revisit to her facial feminization surgery. And we're also going to be addressing why I have braces. <laughs> well, because you have braces because you want to relive your teen years, right? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but we will get all into the nitty gritty details of that later. But first I want you to tell me and our listeners and our watchers on YouTube, why are you getting another surgery? Okay. So I had uh, my initial facial feminization surgery, often called FFS, uh, back in 2018, 2019, in August of 2019. And um, there were things that I asked for and they didn't do. Oh, like what? Um, so my nose, for example, I had specifically asked for it to be smaller, which it slightly is. But part of that was, you know, it still projects too much. Um, it just doesn't look as feminine as I wanted it to. Plus, not only that, you know, and this is something that will happen with any surgery. Um, things don't always work out the way that you want them to. So my septum is asymmetrical. So in other words, as you can probably see on one side, it's the shape is different than it's on the other. So, you know, while that is an aesthetic thing, I mean, we look at our faces all day. People look at our faces just like you getting braces. Um, you know, I have an opportunity to have a revision. So they're going to fix my nose, make it smaller. They're actually going to break the bone. Oh my goodness. Um, which is what I wanted them to do last time. And, and why didn't they do that last time? Did they deem it to be too much of an aesthetic thing and not really part of your affirmation surgery? No, you know, I was so I was with Kaiser Permanente. We're here in California, Southern California. And the problem that I had, and I'm not with Kaiser anymore, is that they decide what surgeries are necessary, what they will do. And so uh, facial feminization surgery isn't one surgery. It's a bunch of different surgeries. And so they decided what they would do and what they wouldn't do. And they decided the size, what they would, how much they would reduce. Yes. Now, was your septum deviated before the surgery or mm -hmm. is this a product of aftermath of the surgery? No, I had a deviated septum before okay. slightly. Um, that was one of the things that they did is they went in and they uh, fixed that. Um, it wasn't really that big fixed, of a deal. Because it's not really fixed if you're doing it again. Well, right? the deviated septum is about breathing. And if you have problems breathing. And right. So, but you said they fixed it. But now you're saying you want to have another one. So we're talking about two different things. Oh. The deviated septum is, has to do with how well you can breathe. Mm -hmm. This is aesthetic. This is about breaking the bone so that we can recess it, set it back and make it smaller. Oh, okay. I was just responding to what I thought you had said, which was part 
part of the reason you wanted to get another surgery was because you had a deviated septum oh, today. Yeah, no. That's incorrect. That is incorrect. So that's been fixed. Yes. Okay, good. So yeah. now you're just breaking the bone to make it smaller. And we've talked about this before. You wanted like smaller nostrils and mm -hmm. things like that. Yep. And you did already talk about the things you were going to do. So actually, I want to kind of guide you more towards what you need to do preoperatively mm -hmm. and w how you think you're going to feel after the surgery. Yeah. So I think uh, they're not going to have to do really much of anything. Uh, for one thing, fixing my nose is going to be the big thing. Uh, they're going to do some fat grafting. Um, so they're going to do some liposuction on my you know, abdomen and then inject that fat in my cheeks and a couple areas in my face um, to give me a more feminine, you know, just puff up the cheeks a little bit, get rid of the circles under the eyes. Um, and there's also a big scar here where my um, sutures came apart um, postoperatively last time. So that's really the big thing that I want to have done um, because I'm, it's just a big hole in my head uh, as far as scar tissue. Right. So it was like I needed to get that done, but at the same time, it's like as long as I'm going in, let's get, let's put the polish yeah. essentially on. So yeah. that's what's happening there. Postoperatively, it shouldn't be anywhere near as. Um, traumatic as it was last time where you know for the first five days I was kind of just bandaged up and in a haze and everything this will be much easier okay. so I'll go in it'll probably be you know two or three hours of surgery at the most um, I'll be sent home that day mm -hmm. and I'll probably you know just take the rest of the week off uh, that's on a Monday, so I'll just take that week off, and I'll be back at work the next week. Okay, so you don't have to flush your system or do like a, a you know, a bowel release. You're not going to be like uh, knocked out, right? You're just oh, going to no, be I'll local, be, or you'll be totally oh, knocked out. No, I'll be I'll be under general anesthesia. Okay. Yeah, because for what they're doing to my nose, oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're still they're breaking the bone and they're doing all of the stuff. Here's something that I thought was interesting that I didn't realize was um you know when they go to uh bring my nose in they said that they might need extra cartilage really? uh, yeah to fill in some of the areas after they break the bone and everything mm -hmm. and they said that they get that from a cadaver really <gasps> yes in my mind i thought you were gonna say like pig i don't know why like okay. i just feel like poor little pigs get the brunt of all <laughs> kind of medical surgeries but they would from a cadaver from a cadaver now would that cartilage fuse to your existing cartilage or yeah. will it be floating separately with the possibility of migrating somewhere in your face? I don't think it's going <laughs> to migrate. <laughs> I, and I don't know, like, I think it's mostly for the tip. Like okay. our tip is mostly cartilage anyway. So just to kind of define that and give it some yeah. substance. Yeah. And I guess as far as cartilage goes, I guess it's just kind of inert anyway. But I was just like, Oh, I was like, I'm going to have cartilage from a dead body put in me. That's kind of wild. Uh, you yeah. know, that's, I was, now that I'm thinking about it, I know that teeth, for example, are porous, that teeth absorb things. I kind of thought that cartilage would do that too. Do you and think cartilage does absorb your DNA or will you have someone else's DNA kind of well, floating in you? It, I don't know. And I thought about, <laughs> I thought about that, but you know, I had, when I was um, in the Make hospital. Make sure it's a female cadaver. Hell yeah. Could I you know. request that yeah, please? You've exactly. gone through too much. Exactly. To go backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
but when I was at the hospital in recovery for my gender confirmation surgery, mm-hmm. um, I had to have a blood transfusion because okay. um, I had lost too much blood. And so um, someone else's blood, thank goodness, was, you know, given to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I did. I thought about like, just like what you're saying, like, oh, my God, I hope it's female blood, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you can't request, right? It just is what it is. Well, they match your blood to a bunch of different things. So it's oh. about, you know, making sure that the blood not beyond just your blood type, there's mm-hmm. other things too, like, I forget what they're called. But uh, oh, is it something like when you're pregnant, there's something like an RH negative test or something? I might be getting it wrong. So don't quote me. But there's mm-hmm. something that's very specific to blood. And, and if you have that type of blood, like you'll reject the baby. So you have to get a shot to protect It's something interesting like that. I, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I had a pint of blood um you know given to me Mm -hmm. and then everything was fine but i kind of thought to myself you know too like oh my god i have somebody else's dna in me now yeah i'm like i wonder i was like thinking like i wonder if my tastes will change like all of a sudden yeah i was like like i love jalapenos yeah well you do like spicier food now that you've got estrogen coursing through you i do i would put hot peppers on everything crushed red pepper flakes when i'd be cooking and you hated that as a male and then you became Callista, and you're like i love it i'm like really (laughs) i do i like spicy things a lot more um so anyway (laughs) so that was that but um yeah the recovery this is not going to be any big deal but it's kind of crazy because yeah i had in the end of may I had my gender confirmation surgery, which I am still recovering from. And it is, it's a long recovery. I will be, it is a year long, really recovery process. Um, and it's very time consuming and I'm still not a hundred percent, but I am, I'm doing well. Um, and so here in literally three weeks, um, I'm going in and having this done. And then in mid-November, I'm having my last surgery, which will be the liposuction, the body contouring. Right. And then I'm done. You say last surgery, but I'm getting to know the new you. <laughs> and the new you sort of likes operations. So. I don't. I don't. But um, <laughs> there will actually be a few minor procedures probably afterwards, which one will be a lower, um, uh, what is it, uh, facelift. Um will be one and then um there's this other thing called co2 um, laser resurfacing because i have a lot of scar tissue from all of the uh electrolysis that i've had done okay. um and you so, mean like pitting in the skin yeah the pitting in the skin and everything which wasn't there before and co2 laser resurfacing is it literally um causes your it, it rejuvenates the um collagen yeah. in your skin and and uh, the outer layers shed along with the scar tissue. Okay, you so. are much braver than I when it comes to all that. I have not done anything. No Botox, no lasers. I mean, the m- most that I've done has been a topical retinol cream that just sort of <laughs> okay. sloughs off the dead skin. And I feel like there's more I could do to enhance my appearance. I'm seeing wrinkles under my eyes. I'm seeing age spots from the sun and I don't like that. I'm seeing sagging skin and I'm just so nervous about doing anything. So it blows my mind that you are so like okay with it. But you know what most people are. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends. They do all that stuff, fillers, injections, chin implants, and I'm just in awe. Like I'm scared. I think part of it too, as I 
think about it is this is my one chance to live the life I've always wanted. And I think for me, while, while it may seem like vanity, I really look at it as an act of loving myself, like finally being able to be the person I've always wanted to be. And, and I do. I, I remember the day when I knew that I was going to transition. I remember where I was, like, you know how we have these oh, moments. Oh, where were you? I'll tell you, but you know how we have these moments in life, like if I was to say, where were you on 9-11? Yeah. It's like, we all remember that. I remember exactly where I was. I was um, in my office at our house, um, sitting at my desk, and I remember very specifically thinking, holy crap, this is this is really happening. This is... I'm actually going to get to be the person I've always wanted to be. And I remember thinking this is a dream come true and feeling like this is a dream come true. Not having at that point even done anything. Um, But you knew the the doors were now open. Yeah. There was no longer a big padlock. You no longer kept it in the dark. And by the way, millions of women do things to improve their appearance all the day, all the time, mm-hmm. every day. So you're no exception that you want to look your very best. Yeah. I'm just chicken. <laughs> I'm trying to work through it, but I'm just scaredy cat. Yeah. So. Oh, and trust me, it's like it is like, uh, you know, with the gender surgery, uh, you know, I am. I was like a deer in the headlights. And I just the whole thing was, is that I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. I just, it's like, you can't focus on the fear. If I focus on the fear, nothing is going to change. And I will be like this forever. Yeah. So it was like, we'll continue to be unhappy. Yeah. And I know, like, you know, when we uh, say things to ourselves, sometimes like, oh, if I'd only done that a year ago, then I would be look at where I would be today. Um, And so even though I'm still healing, um, I know that, you know, seven eight months from now i'll be able to say oh my god so glad that's in my past yeah and i'm fully healed as opposed to being like oh if i had had that surgery back then and hadn't chickened out then um you know because people do yeah well the whole woulda coulda shoulda scenario is always a disappointment and it's so better to not even go there just do it and it's always about regret Mm -hmm. and there's nothing longer than regret true so your teeth (laughs) okay well, you know, I wasn't really going to talk about my teeth because who cares? But we did have someone make a comment. Somebody cares. Somebody cares. <laughs> yeah. So um, a person wrote in and and in a nutshell, I'll just get to the part that they talked about my teeth. They said, I would really like to know why Jennifer has gotten braces. Is this a part of her journey as a single woman? And I thought, oh, that's very interesting. No, it's not part of my journey as a single woman as a sole reason why I'm doing it. And I'm just gonna, I don't wanna bore anybody, but I've got a couple of little funny anecdotes that I think we might enjoy. So I was born missing two teeth, just congenitally missing two teeth. Thank you, dad. <laughs> and um, so I always had these big spaces, not in the in the immediate front, but right off to the side. And when I was younger, you know, everybody's missing teeth, so it's no big deal. But then I get to be high school age and they put two fake teeth on a, a what do you call it, a retainer. So I went through high school wearing this retainer with these teeth and I was such an idiot. I liked to shock and awe people with them. So I would flip the retainer around and make it like two little fangs in math class. And I would, you know, tap someone on the shoulder. It was very immature, uh-huh. but I, had, so I was having fun with that. So at some point the dentist said, you know, you need braces or the orthodontist. 
and they put fake teeth on the braces. So I went through the normal situation like everyone does. You get the braces. I had the fake teeth on the braces. And then when that was done, it was time to put something in permanently. Well, I went to UCLA at around 16, 17 years of age, and they said, I don't have enough room uh, between my roots to get to the bone to actually do an implant. So the next best thing would be what was known back then as a Maryland bridge. It in includes a very large piece of metal that happened to be black. So they put a large piece of black metal from here to here behind the whole top row of my teeth, even though I only needed two fake teeth. And it was very secure and it was cemented in and it was it lasted me 35 years. You know, thank you, Dr. Christensen, you did an amazing job. But the side product or byproduct that was negative was that it kind of dulled my teeth a little bit. You couldn't, if light shined through, you couldn't really see through. Most people's teeth are a little bit translucent. And I couldn't ever bleach my teeth because the porcelains were, am I boring you already? <laughs> <laughs> Less detail, more, yeah. Okay, all right, but I feel it's all relevant. So we'll see, we'll see. So um, the dark teeth, I could never bleach them. So I would go to a nightclub in the 80s and I'd be dancing, you know, and I'd see a cute guy and I'd be smiling and I'd see my friends over the shoulder going, <laughs> don't smile, your teeth, your teeth look like corn chips. They're like dark little yellow well, corn chips under the, underneath the, uh, the black, blue light, the black, black light. The black light, yeah. No idea. So very insecure about that, feeling very self-conscious. So now it's like, great. I can't smile when I go anywhere where there's a black light. And in the 80s, black lights were everywhere. <laughs> so that still was, are. That yeah. was a nightmare. And then also if people sat below me, like if I'd be at a soccer game or something and there'd be younger kids and they'd look up and they'd go, what's all that black in your mouth? Horrified. I didn't want to say, I have two fake teeth. I've got this big mm -hmm. metal bar. So cut to... 35 years go by and it breaks. This metal bar breaks, but it's still hanging on. So it's time to replace it. And they find that if they give me braces, they can create the space big enough to give me the implants. And I really want to do that because number one, I don't want to put another big black piece of metal in my mouth and have to deal with that. It's embarrassing. Number two, I would like to have whiter teeth. I was dating someone a year and a half ago who had really, really white teeth. So white, in fact, that his friends called them chiclets. <laughs> he had a great smile, but he said to me, are you a smoker? And I'm like, no, I'm not a smoker. And he goes, well, your teeth are kind of yellow. Now, it's all relative. They were maybe yellower than his beautiful chiclets, but um, I could never bleach them. So now that I'm going to potentially be able to get, well, not potentially, I'm definitely going to be able to get these implants. I will be able to bleach my teeth and get new implants that will match that color. Yeah. So, and by doing that, I will hopefully have a great smile for the rest of my life. So, yeah. and, and. Because of that, I'll probably have better dating experiences. Maybe my quality of men will go up. Although, I just need to say, I am in a relationship right now where I'm very happy and um, I'm not looking for anyone else. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing you said that in case he watches this and is like, what? Yeah. But I will say I was very nervous to get braces because, you know, I'm at the halfway mark in my life and I had a friend, a neighbor say, don't get braces. It was a guy. And he said, don't do it. And he's like, guys won't like it. And then I had another neighbor say, who cares? Yeah. Nobody cares. So I kind of did an informal poll and most people said they didn't care. And it has not proven to be an, an issue whatsoever mm -hmm. as far as um, attracting the male species. So yeah. yeah. And I'm doing the Invisalign too. Yeah. Um, I don't have them in right at this moment, but um, yeah, I'm doing it. And I think 
taking care of ourselves and being at a place in our life where we really want to look our best and be our best is totally worth it and everybody should do that there's Mm -hmm. no reason to say no to yourself when it comes to doing things that increase your happiness that deals with self-care yeah and and, and i thought about too like um uh, oh, I should have done this at the beginning of the pandemic when we had masks on and nobody was going to see my teeth. But, you know, the woulda, coulda, shoulda does not work. Yeah. So I just decided to just do it when I decided. And it is what it is. And people see it. And I'm, nobody cares, yeah. really. And if they do, well, that's on them. So shift a second here. No, you don't want to talk more about my teeth. Come on. Come <laughs> okay. on. Do you think um, that you will um, ever have a, a facelift? You're going to go there. Um, I, I'm seriously considering my options because uh, I've always had extra fat under my face. I remember third grade drawing my profile and everybody's profile went like that where their chin was and mine was like at a 45 degree angle. So I've always been self-conscious about it, but my fear has stopped me. Mm-hmm. So I started researching Kybella. I researched um, Air Sculpt. I researched Cool Sculpt, um, just regular old liposuction. Uh, all those things are definitely an option, but now I'm worried that if I remove that fat, that I'll just have saggy skin. So then that would require an actual facelift to cut mm-hmm. the skin. So I'm petrified and I'm a little bit um, stuck in my fear. So I haven't made any decisions. Meanwhile, I'm contouring with the makeup. I'm trying to have a higher camera angle. You know, anything I can do to make it look not so noticeable. Um, I'm I'm in implementing but here's another thing if i lost 20 pounds Mm -hmm. it would basically be gone but that's an unrealistic weight goal for me i've been 20 pounds lighter and it was it's just not sustainable for me Mm -hmm. so i don't know it would reduce but going back to the fact that you've had this all your life you would still never be happy with it and you won't be so which is fine you know obviously this is a personal choice for you and i understand the fear Mm -hmm. um as someone who's gone through like so many surgeries i kind of feel like girl it's nothing i know well i'm watching you do it and it's it's sort of a little bit alleviating some of my fears but Mm -hmm. i still carry them with me but i do sometimes think about so halloween we had a halloween experience a couple years ago and there's been several years where i've liked to do the day of the dead kind of thing because you can really sculpt your face like with the white and the black makeup because that gives my jawline the contour that i really want and it was interesting i had a friend at the time say wow you look so great and i was all done up like a dead skeleton and i thought the reason she's saying that is because my jawline was very pronounced Mm -hmm. and i was like oh you know that's like the piece of the puzzle that i feel like Mm -hmm. i i will probably do well we'll see well when you do uh let me know and i can give you really good surgical recommendations okay (laughs) thank you you're welcome um (laughs) So I think that about covers everything here. So uh, thank you everyone for watching. Thanks for uh, commenting and giving us your questions. Yeah, I really appreciated that because it's just kind of cool to actually respond to someone's inquiry. Like, I didn't think anyone cared and they do. Yeah. Um, So be sure to uh, like, follow and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into The Rage. If you haven't done so already, please hit the like, share, and subscribe button now. We truly appreciate all your wonderful support. 
find us on social media at The Rage Episodes. And leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Want to get more involved? Join us on Patreon. Supporters receive extra benefits as well as access to member-only content. Thanks again, and have a beautiful day.